bite-sized episode of Girls Interrupting. I will be your host today, Monica. With me, as always, is Shelby. I'm here. Beatrice. Also here. And Jackie. I'm not actually here. <laughs> she's uh she's coming in from a parallel dimension because yeah, yeah. this week we're talking about Ghostbusters. We sure Woo-hoo. are. Woo-hoo. Okay, we know it's not a comic, but did you expect us not to talk about it? If you think we're not going to go see Ghostbusters and then talk about it for four and a half hours, four and a half, then you don't know. That's right. You downloaded this podcast and it's four and a half hours and you you cannot turn it off. No. Once you hit play, it's going to take over. You you can't stop listening. Every room you go into, it'll just start playing our four and a half bite-sized episode of Ghostbusters. Super mm-hmm. bites. Out. About two and a half hours is dedicated to the beautiful, the lovely Kate McKinnon mm-hmm. completely. The rest we talk we talk about everybody else, but she's really the motivator. The lead, here. if you will. In our hearts. In our if hearts. not actual reality. And other parts of our bodies. <laughs> Kate McKinnon is the lead. I mean, damn. Damn. Oh, Holtzman. Holtzman. I was driving up to Oakland to visit my friend Ingrid, and they had the billboard on the side of the freeway of her with the gun across her shoulders, like, looking at me. I almost crashed my goddamn car. (laughs) It was bad. It was bad. The scene at the end where she's having that slow-mo fight scene with the ghost. I got literal chills over my whole body. And she, like, licks her gun. Oh, Oh my my God. God. (laughs) Everything she did, I was like, I would like you to love me. (laughs) I just, (laughs) like, okay. One of my favorite scenes, and and, and Chris Hemsworth was oh a, a god. Kevin. What a movie. cutie pie! Like how amazing was what he? What exactly did you do, Kevin? <laughs> he did so great. But when they're interviewing Kevin, and she's like the only one who is like she is laughing so no, hard in I her loved, head. I love her like, face in that scene because yes. she is fascinated. She's by like this a kid in a candy store moron. watching this moron. She is a scientist, and she wants and to study him. Study him. <laughs> she is full on on board just so she can watch age? him. How did you get to <laughs> Right. You don't understand how aquariums work. It is um, he reached best. for that phone twice. Yes, he did. <laughs> I was reading on, I think it was on Twitter this morning, about how that interview scene, almost all of it was ad-libbed by yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth came out to set going, I don't know how to improv. And he did that whole Mike Cat thing all by himself. He was so First name Mike, last funny. Name I was so surprised. He actually. was great. Um, when he hit the gong and covered his eyeball. <laughs> yeah, I like lost my shit, and it's a stupid joke, <laughs> but I couldn't handle it. I like it was, loved it. He was perfect. He was perfect. Oh, it was so good. All right, so we obviously really enjoyed it. Of course. Um, I it was actually more than I expected. I didn't want to get too hyped up because I was a little bit worried that it was going to be another. I didn't really like bridesmaids. I thought it was women comedians making male jokes and I didn't really enjoy that as much so I was a little bit worried that that's what was going to happen here is that they were going to try to make boy jokes but the whole movie was lady jokes there was a queef joke it was amazing (laughs) and so it was perfection for me it was exactly what I needed it to be it was exactly what I wanted it to be I will continue until someone interrupts me. <laughs> yeah, I, and I mean, I mean, I'm probably not as enthusiastic as you are. Sure. Like, but that's, but that's just life in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about thirty percent running lower than you, no I'm matter at what. Like a nine. Yeah, and you're at like a six. Yeah, I wouldn't say Maybe six. Like I'd say four. seven. Seven. Oh. Solid seven and a half. Solid seven and a half. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, kind of that they were almost that they were allowed to make because I, I don't. It wasn't breaking anything it wasn't cutting no, it wasn't new- groundbreaking it, it but wasn't- it was exactly a movie that if it was made with almost the exact same formula with different people like if it was actually made with dudes 
yeah, you know, it, been, it yeah, wouldn't whatever. have been that special of a movie. Right. Um, but the people that they got yeah. to be in this movie and the way that the the chemistry that the people had together, like Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones, I thought oh, for me, were the best part. Well, they were allowed to be um, more funny, more weird, because more they weren't the emotional leads of the right. movie. Yeah. they mm-hmm. were just there's the the, the smart, the funny, funny, weird, weird one, back, yeah. and then Leslie Jones, who's probably the most competent, like oh <laughs> of the group in terms She's of reality. The only one who, yeah, who, yeah, like like works inside our actual reality is her character. Everyone else is in like science reality. Yeah, and poor Patty is like, ladies, <laughs> we're gonna bring it down to here, please. She yeah, I love her. I loved her smacking the ghost out yeah. of Melissa yeah, McCarthy. Ghost, <laughs> which I swear to God, Patty is me. Like I swear, <laughs> I, I identify so hard with Patty. Yeah. So yeah, and then plus that they're that they're on SNL together, and I think they had that chemistry had, between, like, and yeah. they didn't have a ton of stuff to do like script wise with each other, but they got to like the, the, it, in the background. Yeah. If you're watching them, they're interacting with each other. Well, and that's I, I cool. really, really like that all the women paired off differently mm-hmm. and had different relationships. Mm-hmm. I really like that they thought the actresses thought enough of their characters and the audience to notice stuff in the background mm-hmm. that they did do that work, that emotional like background work. I mm-hmm. really liked. Apparently, like you can watch the whole movie again just watching Kate McKinnon's like facial reactions uh, and stuff like that. She's I the believe best that. Person. The second time I watched the film, yeah. I basically just had eyes on Holtzman the entire film. Yeah, and and she's it's, a fucking delight. It's a very it's layered and complicated. It's a very on-brand Kate McKinnon performance. I mean, it's, I mean, if you watch SNL, it's not yeah. it's nothing super crazy different mm-hmm. than she did on there, but that's fine. I'm here for that. I was actually thinking about watching Kristen Wiig on, on, on SNL and other things and mm-hmm. how she almost always had to be the wacky one mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. it was interesting to give her a slightly different well, she was take. Grounded, she was like, more like the straight of, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually like that both her and Melissa McCarthy were the straight men in the group where they mm-hmm. were both kind of like the more like regular character. They didn't get to be as weird. Like Melissa McCarthy was more angry than all three of them, which I really enjoyed. Um, but I liked kind of that they were the emotional heart of the film. It was nice to see them like being able to show that off. Yeah. Well, because I feel like when you're not the stereotypically hot you know, leading woman, then they a lot of times they always want to put you into the you're the weird friend category. Yeah. Right? And so mm-hmm. I, 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 it must have been fun and interesting for for Kristen Wiig and for Melissa McCarthy to get to do something a little bit different. Yeah. And they're not none, none of the four leads are stereotypically leads of like mm-hmm. you know romantic comedy yeah. leads you know right. yeah. and even Kate McKinnon who's probably the most conventionally attractive conventionally, of yeah. them she's a gay woman and for her to allowed to be I mean as much as they as were much allowed they to say it she was yeah. straight up a queer woman yeah and you don't you don't uh, get... I mean I think they could have made that a little more oh they, they purposely didn't to. there's a lot of things that yeah. I think this movie um you had to do like the big blockbuster you know thrill ride and movie ending scene mm-hmm. was like you know a big third act yeah. blow up like every single action right. movie that's ever made in the last 10 years which is fine because that's what you have to do for these that's what's right. expected of you so it's like I mean I guess I wouldn't say you have to do it I, I think that's where like if I have anything negative to say about the movie, which I mostly don't, I completely enjoyed it, loved it, whatever. But I do, I would say that like I was a little bit disappointed in this story. Actually. Yeah, it was... like I thought it was very, very funny and, mm-hmm. and good and had good heart and all that good stuff. But the story itself was yeah, it was just exactly what they just kind of nailed something to the wall and said. I think it's a very much because it's a hundred and fifty million dollar studio movie. They have a certain expectations that you have. There's no way. There's no getting around it. You have to. You have to do what they say, basically, or follow a skeleton. Is that the, the right word? But you know what I mean. Like an outline? Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I say my my one quibble was the that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a little disappointed that the the one woman of color in the cast was the only non scientist. I would have liked it if she had also been a scientist. And Except that she was the one who historian. made all the really great. She was the New York historian, and also she's the one who actually put together most of their big like decisions that they made, like. She figured out, like, she brought them the ghost in the body, and then she's the one who was like, can't we make that nuke go into the thing and make the thing? Well, yeah, I'm not discounting her contribution to the story. No, 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 but, I mean, I can understand where the, because she was the street smart one, but I was actually happy with the layer of her being a historian on top of it. So, so that, to me, at least softened that blue It wasn't, yeah, because it wasn't, it wasn't. Bad. I felt like it just, it could have been a little more nuanced. I just always think that, I remember when I, think about that i remember that her part was actually written for melissa mccarthy oh yeah that was paul feig had melissa mccarthy in mind for patty and then um i guess leslie jones came up or something and they switched it all around so that's what i just remember is that like it could have been melissa mccarthy and that could have been fun too but we may not have gotten leslie jones Okay. Well, I mean, but like, Which if sucks. if you had switched the roles and Leslie Jones had played most of McCarthy's characters, yeah, and they had switched, that would have been, been, I think, a little bit more interesting from a a nuanced st- standpoint. Well, it's just unfortunate that everything has to kind of move slow. Unfortunately, with progress, and it's dumb, and we all hate it. But it, like, at least Leslie Jones was there, and she had a shit ton more to do in this version than Ernie Hudson did in the first one. I mean, that's true. Did you see her on The View? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, Leslie Jones was on The View um, with Whoopi Goldberg and she oh my god if, watch it if you want to cry I guess but like <laughs> basically she's talking to Whoopi and how much she means to her and how amazing it was to see a black woman on TV mm-hmm. and that she could be funny and, and just this whole and she's like it really made me understand you know how important this was to mm-hmm. you know and That's it, great. It, it was really really good they're both like can't even look at each other yeah. and like, crying oh, yeah. it was really cute I love that because I also love Whoopi Goldberg yeah yeah Guinan, right? Right, with the big hats. You know what's up. <laughs> yeah, you know. And she's comedy, too. That's right. She's hilarious. She's yeah. good, good. And Sister good Act is like... And oh, she, and I, liked, I liked the reference to Ghost, actually. Yeah. She's like, yeah, we're building pottery. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, it looked, especially all that sort of thing is very mm-hmm. much like you could tell when they were riffing with each other. Like, I guess yeah, this Kate McKinnon sandwich song was like, apparently they had a whole like three minute long version of it that she just was sitting there improvising. <laughs> well, you can even tell, though, in the credits with the um, the army dancing mm-hmm. and stuff is like that was probably supposed to be in the movie. Yeah, that's so much money to have so spent on something like that. that. Only mm-hmm. for the credits. Exactly. Wait for the DVD because I feel like we're gonna get a lot of extra scenes. Totally. Mm-hmm. Because there's actually full scenes in the film that felt kind of short, mm-hmm. that felt like they got cut off, and so I can't wait to see like what they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. I will say I did appreciate that the movie was under two hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't. It didn't seem bloated. Yes. It very yeah, much it was just. It didn't drag either. Yeah. There wasn't a moment where I was kind of like, all right, let's like. Let's, like, move move this along, because I because I do feel that way sometimes, especially in in comedies, is that you feel like somebody behind the screens thought this joke was really funny, um, and it just drags on for like four more minutes than it should, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh my god, are we done with this bit yet? Come <laughs> on!" <laughs> I can't keep laughing. <laughs> yeah, but no, like the, like the recurring bit with the wontons, you know, I laughed every time. Oh my god, <laughs> I, did. I thought that was funny. I actually, this the, looks like dishwater. The guy, the wonton guy, I actually he found him really funny. I have no idea who he was. I actually thought the tour guide in the beginning of the movie oh, yeah. was super funny. Well, he's in like, the, like a shit ton in, of things. I don't even know who he is. Oh my god, he was on The Office. He's on Silicon Valley. I don't watch he's any in, of those. He's in this, and then he was on a bunch. He like shows up. In he's in all of those cameos. like like yeah in comedies. He's on um, 
that show with those people. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do, right? Well, yeah. and then the the guy at the who is I guess running the hotel where the metal concert is. Um, like I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. he was on Cougar Town. He drank wine. Oh, it's Michael and- Michael McDonald. He was yeah. on Mad TV. <laughs> oh, that would be where I know him from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the supporting, of, the supporting mm-hmm. cast was funny, too. Yeah. Omar. Yeah. The one beef that I had was that now that I... It, it is the how much homage they were paying the original. Yeah. Um, like, it was I get a lot. It. Yeah. It was a lot. And I mean, did they literally have to get every single person that I was just, still alive in I this movie? Like at least it's not like they dragged their scenes on. You know what I mean? Like, I liked seeing the secretary from the first one whose name I can't remember. Annie Potts. Annie Potts. I love that actress. And so it was really nice that they remembered she was a part of the movies. And so <laughs> I really appreciated that. And if you can have one of the originals, you should try to get all of the originals. Well, and For me, it was it was less the, the cameos because most of them were real short except yeah. for Bill Murray's. Mm-hmm. And but it was more of the the wink nods with the logo and the yeah. firehouse yeah. and the it was constant yeah and the like um coming up with the the poster mm-hmm. um you know, and and that for me was there was a lot of that wink and nod yeah i felt like they felt like they had to they had to reference every little thing where they could have like the the stuff that they just did we all know you know what i mean like yeah. not many people are coming into this blind blind well exactly and but it, I, I just feel like it went on too long like yeah. like one or two of those would have been fine with yeah. me like the firehouse beginning i thought that was kind of funny mm-hmm. when they also, couldn't afford the it and then like thing. like that was delightful oh yeah that was nice <laughs> yeah. but yeah so it's it felt to me a little bit more repetitive because if you when you're doing something like a marvel movie or a star trek movie that has a really deep back canon you can do a lot of quick and it's done references to different things that if you are a fan you'll catch but if you're not a fan it can almost pass you right by Mm -hmm. like in the the first star trek movie we get a reference to like nurse chapel or you know in in all the marvel movies they reference you know uh, a third third tier back characters that are never actually going to show up yeah um but with this one it's it's referencing you know a couple of movies yeah it's only got so many winks to make but it so it makes them over and over again and i feel like it hits the brakes and then says look at this and then keeps going and i i felt that I, I i didn't love that that's all i actually had no problem with it i enjoyed seeing everybody i liked seeing all the stuff i liked with the winks um i actually my biggest like weird moment was ozzy osbourne's cameo <laughs> yeah. i was like why, why yeah what are you doing here? and then i was talking about sharon and, and they're like, like that funny they're divorced now i know it was so awkward it wasn't funny and i was just watching it i feel like they could have taken that out and it wouldn't weird. we wouldn't, it wouldn't have noticed it, wouldn't have, yeah. it, would, it wasn't necessary noticed. yeah and so if you're gonna make an awkward joke about someone you know, because yeah, take current events into effect. Mm, you know what I mean? Right. He cheated mm-hmm. on his wife and now they're broken up. And then he's saying something about Sharon. I'm like, Mwah. well, that you know. actually reminded me a lot of like the crappier like National Lampoon movies where they just have like a weird one note joke in it for no reason. Yeah. And it just really dates it kind of. Yeah, it, it does very held on. Yeah. With, I think that was the only thing in it that I didn't really. Yeah, if you were going to have a weird random celebrity cameo that has nothing to do with the original movies, I mean, you could have done a lot better than Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, he's like, not even relevant. He's completely been, irrelevant. It should have been Sharon since he was ba- she's basically his manager. Like, well, she should have sh- taken over, taken his name, and taken all that money. Well, and Sharon's like on The View. The and View. She yeah, and she's, stuff, yeah, and she she's like so shit. much like, cooler than him. Ozzy's just a drag addled idiot in his mansion, and Sharon's got a life. Or we could have had like a real metal band, you know, like somebody who is actually a famous I think you for guys, being in a metal band. God, no, but you guys, that metal concert was terrible. Um, because it was 4.30 on a Saturday on the first day of the show. <laughs> with the worst band. Well, they were pretty bad. Wait till the headliner. I think Ozzy has a new show coming out, guys. A TV show. I don't know. Oh. The Sun. And so I think that's why. 
Oh, so he made some sort of deal with the producer. I'm assuming so, because otherwise, why would they want? I'll him? give you like, ten million dollars if yeah. I get to be in this movie being dumb. Well, or his <laughs> studio, maybe it's owned by the same, you know, yeah. Yeah. synergy company or something. Oh, you have a metal band in your movie. Well, wouldn't you like to have Ozzy in your yeah. movie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that and like the metal song is on the soundtrack. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's bad with air quotes <laughs> metal yeah. and soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. apparently oh, the soundtrack. I actually like... like the soundtrack. I know producer John's gonna freak out. Oh, you're gonna hate it. I, the actual music it, in I the like mo- covers. So I'm yeah, so that's yeah. My, that's my thing. I guess. Because I knew going in that it was all going to be the same, it's all I covers. was fine. Yeah, yeah, it was just covers of the same song. But the music in the movie. Yeah, the music in the movie wasn't what was on the soundtrack, yeah. I yeah. guess. And that yeah. was actually really it good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I liked the music. No, I don't think we heard the one, the song, um, not the Fall Out Boy song, but the other one that they released. Um, was it in the movie? No. No. Yeah, it's too bad. because oh, I, no, I it really... was in the credits. Was it? Okay, because yeah, I really yeah. liked that one. Because that was I, good... remember, I remember it was like a theme song. It was the Ghostbusters theme mm. song, but it wasn't my boy Patrick. And so yeah. then I was like, oh, they must have made... It must be from the cover well, song. Well, the um, Pentatronics, that they call themselves, the acapella group. Mm. They do oh. a version of no, it. No, didn't they? Really wasn't cool. there an, an? No, it was a band. It was a band. Version. Wasn't there an L King well, song on the soundtrack? Oh yeah, I like that. I like that. King that was a good song as well. Shit, and yeah. that song was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we loved Ghostbusters. I feel like should we talk about the plot? I no, mean, I guess nah. we mentioned that it was all right. It yeah. was fine. It got you. Bad. It's honestly not enough to talk about. It like got you from point A to point B, and it was. I mean, I honestly I didn't really care for the villain in terms of not because. Uh, of the the character they decided to make the villain and he, i mean he didn't really bring anything interesting to the table now he was pretty vanilla like yeah. i feel like he it would have been more fun to me if they had cranked him up to like 11 on the mra scale and he had just yes. been seriously uh, anti-women been, i wouldn't have enjoyed that it, was, it would have been too on the nose for me it almost was a little too on the nose for me but i don't know if that was on purpose or not yeah, I, I mean he like was, was. <laughs> he was fine but he was pretty boring yeah yeah. He was just like your ge- generic random crazy. He was crazy. actually more fun to watch Chris Hemsworth pretending. Yes. yes. Chris Hemsworth acting like Kevin who's been possessed by Rowan. Mm-hmm. That was more interesting as a villain. Well, I feel like Chris Hemsworth is, is, is a pretty decent actor. Yeah. He's really good. He yeah. was great as Kevin. He, I loved him. He actually changed the way that he walked when he was Rowan. Like I was watching when he like kicks a door open and walks into his like lab as Chris, as um Kevin and I'm like, why is he slouched? That's so weird. He's got such a nice... Ba- oh, he's being Rowan. He's yeah. walking okay. like that actor walked as the back. And so I'm just like so proud of Chris Hemsworth <laughs> because like he was I liked so the, good. I loved the Clark Kent stripogram. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because of the glasses and the yeah. handsomeness. <laughs> I, I about died at the very end when he's like, yeah, so we, we did this together, right? And he's eating that fucking sandwich. Yeah. And then they take it away and throw the sandwich. And then he's like, little help. help. And, and he just gets the and then he starts eating it again. Melissa I am outside. She like spun and like glared, and I was, I was in love. There were several times when I literally could not stop laughing for almost a, like thirty seconds. I think, it was great. Um, it's interesting because I think like um, Holtzman's speech at the end was actually the most emotional part I of the movie for me because even though in theory Melissa McCartney and um are supposed to be like the emotional center mm. i really felt beautiful. like i felt like holton's speech yeah. was way more intense like and i liked mm. how supportive they were mm-hmm. of it too no one made fun of her and like patty was like that was like a real thing <laughs> 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 that was so delightful but yeah. i really loved that yeah. and no like shoehorned romance at all yes none i mean there was the, the awkward flirting but that was more that just was more joking just, like embarrassing and terrible yeah <laughs> yeah that was- i was like what is happening <laughs> Yo, no joke though i kind of ship holtzman and abby 
the way that they like physically were with each other. Especially the, like, in their first scene together. The first scene, yeah. together, the first at the scene, very, I can feel very it. end when they're on the balcony looking, the way that Holtzman puts her arm around Abby and then Abby like takes her hand. I was like, oh shit, son, yeah. they're hella dating. Could be. And I'm into it. <laughs> I would love that. I mean, mostly I want Holtzman to date me. But I, mean, I would I like her that's... to date me as well. I would like to make her happy. I would like to, I would like to be the one that reminds her to eat and like I would like shower. I don't know. <laughs> be I the, the pepper to her, Tony. Yes, 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 yes. I can't wait to see all the Holtzman's cosplays at Comic-Con. There's oh, there's yeah. so many. Oh, Find do, pictures, yeah. do things. Uh, I f- I'll uh, do my best, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'll hunt them down. Uh, <laughs> I follow ginger hazing on twitter and her girlfriend molly was doing like glasses. she bought glasses she's doing like a closet cosplay of she, Holtzman. i saw that and ginger hazing retweeted the picture of her the glasses she goes this is gonna be a problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> i was like girl you are so lucky i loved all of her outfits mm. i all just was like dying like, every time jacket, like the dude mm. smoking jacket mm. i was like and in the very first one when she grabs the bag she's wearing the overalls and like a crop top tee and you could see like her like the the bend in her waist and a little like flare of her hips and i was like good god woman yeah that with, with the hardcore black combat boots and i'm like yes. that is a look with a capital l oh. i'm here for it i also liked <laughs> melissa mccarthy's costumes actually she had at one point she's wearing like a green army jacket mm. and she just carried it so well and i was like i've always wanted to like wear that and i would not be able to pull it off and she looks amazing everyone was great patty's outfits were great when they were like mean to her about her ear, she's like, if it's a crime to look good. <laughs> I love Patty. Patty, 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 Patty. Patty's my favorite. Okay. Girls interrupting on Ghostbusters, which I am seeing again this week on Tuesday, BT Dubs. If you want to talk to us about Ghostbusters, <laughs> obviously, please do. We are at Get Interrupted on Twitter. Our Gmail is getinterrupted@gmail.com. Visit our awesome Facebook page. Obviously, we will chat with you there forever. And. Join us next week where we have snacks. We do. Snacks. And we're not afraid of any ghosts. No. Mm -mm. We'll bring you many wontons. (laughs) Night of the Living Poop.